Barbie bitch. Hello everyone and welcome to an Anime Club After Dark special. My name is Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I have our show for you of Shota's Shotaro. It's Barbie, bitch. <laughs> That's just like the one you did last week. <laughs> anyway, tonight we are talking about episode 8 of Sarah's and Maya's show. Me. <laughs> uh, something we find out in this episode is that Toei and Kazuki used to know each other as kids. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's just so... Like, uh, to me... Okay, when I first saw that scene, I thought, like, it was a dream and it didn't actually, ha- actually happen because what they were I saying... I thought it was a hallucination. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I thought... I th- first of all, I thought that... Well, Kazuki said that he... Is like he doesn't feel like he connects and i'm like what time period is this he looks so young is this app before or after um his brother gets crippled because he looks he looks young younger maybe, yeah i think it is before his brother gets crippled but maybe after his grandfather dies so maybe that's why he's feeling low Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that would make sense for sure. Because, like, I don't know, the way Kazuki said it made it seem like he knows everything that the current Kazuki knows, which is clearly not true, but that confused me. That was the first problem. And the second problem was that <laughs> Toei gave Kazuki his misanga, which I assumed that Enta gave him, but apparently not, which really confused my brain. And I'm like, yes. what is happening? Someone's messing with the space-time continuum, man. Something's messing with my... I don't know. <laughs> with your fucking headcanon of to- or of uh, Kazuki and Inta getting together? Literally, this show ships Kazuki and Toei as much as it ships Kazuki and Enta. I would agree with that, actually. <laughs> Kazuki's just a whore. He is, yes. And he is fucking oblivious to everything. Typical. Just like everyone who gets fucking confessed to by another guy in an anime. Typical anime protagonist. They are. T- they t- never t- hook up with anyone. Nope. And totally oblivious to all the fucking shit around them. Um, so, <laughs> I don't even know how to move on from that, really. And also, <laughs> apparently, uh, what's his face? Toei introduced the, like weird pose that they do like he got that yes. from toei kazuki got that from toei yeah uh that was that was interesting so to also know my as well being, my mind is being fucked right now also in this episode we got to see like i guess it was like a, a short flashback of how um i inta and kazuki first met and I thought it was funny that he's reading like a soccer magazine that has a soccer player on it named Lionel Kappa. So for people who may not know, there is an actual professional soccer player called Lionel Messi. Um, and I think that's who it's supposed to be referencing. I was hoping you would know who it's referencing because <laughs> I, I didn't even try to figure it out. <laughs> I just I, I found that funny too. Um and then Oh wait, and isn't 
the isn't Lionel also doing the pose? Yes. <laughs> okay, so so it wasn't Toei. He got it from it was. From I just find it funny Lionel. that anyone who has even anything remotely to do with soccer in this show does that same pose. I want to know what that pose is. I know there's a deeper I don't know. meaning. I know there's a deeper meaning. <laughs> I don't know. I do know that there's a lot of professional soccer players that will do like salutes to the crowd if they score a goal, but I've never seen a pose quite like that. I mean, I, I watch. I don't watch soccer necessarily regularly, but I watch it occasionally, especially professional soccer, and I've never seen any kind of pose like that after someone scores a goal. How can you say you watch soccer when you haven't even seen Lionel Kappa play? Lionel Kappa. Oh, man. Uh, so, something else. I really want to talk about the otter cookies. Okay, go ahead. Ma- Mabu's gives some otter cookies to Rayo, and Rayo says that they're half-baked. Okay, no, like, Rayo, like, has a reaction, and I'm like, oh, no, what is in the cookies? I was, really, I was like, is there cum in the cookies? Because I know how those oh cookies... Oh, my God. I know how those cookies were baked, and that was not sanitary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he says they're half-baked. And I'm like, oh my god, that is so quirky and funny. Because that's such like a figurative uh, like phrase. And for a cookie to actually be half-baked, that, that was just so funny. I don't know what it was trying to say. Though. Well, it was clearly so trying I to had say a, something, but I don't I did know. Have, I, I did have a thought about that. Uh-huh. So. I think it could be a reference to the fact that Rayo, like, internally is struggling with the fact that he doesn't want to let go of Mabu, but he still is in love with this sort of doll, this replica, and the replica is sort of a half-baked, half-true version of what Mabu was. That could all be true. It could also be true that they're half-baked cops and they don't do their job. That that is also another reference, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps you're right. Oh my god, this could be taken so many ways. <clears throat> um, so something else that we see uh, in this. So we find out. We, we actually found out in the last episode, really, that Toei is r- wanting to uh, wants to leave with his brother. Because his brother is leaving, and we definitely we we definitely get confirmation of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Toei wants to take some time to think about it. I'm assuming by himself to kind of mull over the consequences of doing one thing or the other. And one of the things that happens in this is Inta goes on. I I'm gonna call it a date. I seriously am. <laughs> Because that's what it's fucking like. Inta ends up going on a date, more or less, with Kasuki, or with uh, Chikai, Toei's brother. And I thought the whole thing was fucking weird. Because he meets he meets Chikai in this, like, pseudo-pachinko parlor thing. And they're giving out fucking candy instead of money. Uh, I don't what, now what's going on. What's going on, show? Help me. Um, I don't know. Wait, <laughs> they were giving out candy? I thought those were chips. Like, well, poker chips. No, I mean, that's what it seemed like that's what they were giving out instead of money. And it seemed to be like a pseudo-pachinko game that they were playing. 
I don't think it was that odd. I feel like, but we, like, there's a lot of anime where teenagers go play pachinko on their spare I time. I guess, but certainly, I'm, I'm assuming that in that instance, I mean, legally, there's got to be an age limit to play pachinko. It's I don't to, think there is. It's, it's gambling. It's like an arcade game, though. Like, you gamble in arcade games. Eh. <sighs> I don't maybe. Isn't that I don't, literally anyway, maybe the I'm same? looking maybe Isn't I'm looking that, like, way too no, deeply into like, this. Like even like I think is it is it like Chuck E. Cheese's? I don't know if it's Chuck E. Cheese's, but they're like Chuck E. Cheese's has like a arcade in it where mm-hmm. you like get you can buy tokens and then you gamble you with get the tokens. Tickets. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, you, you play games and the the games, depending Are, on how on well chance. you do, will give you tickets and you can take yeah. them to the counter and exchange yeah. the tickets so that's for the prizes. Exact same thing. I you know, I, there's a big debate about that that whether that constitutes gambling. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that it was Pachinko and Pachinko's linked so heavily with, with adult Yakuza? gambling in Japan. Oh. oh and the Yagaza too, yeah. Is it? Um I've heard it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, from from what I understand, it is like gambling. As far as I know, is illegal in Japan, but the pachinko parlors are allowed to stay in business because when you go in there, they don't they don't give you money. Like you you exchange money for these balls, and then they give you a certain like colored balls when you leave, and you can come back and get more. But from my understanding, what you do is you go basically around the corner from the pachinko parlor, hand the colored ball to a yakuza. The yakuza gives you money. I see. That's how they get away with it. <laughs> sure. I could be wrong about it. Anyone who knows how actual pachinko parlors work in Japan, feel free to correct me on that. But that's how I understand that they work um, to get around the gambling laws in Japan. Anyway, that's not re- really relevant to, ha- to the actual episode. The point is that Inta goes on this sort of Alice in Wonderland type date with uh, Chikai and I learns quite a bit about Toei in the process. So Enta knows who Chikai is, but Chikai doesn't know who Enta is. Yeah. And I forget how Enta knows who Chikai is. You know, I was wondering that myself because I don't unless they had met previously, I don't know. Hmm. I was I was really wondering that because I don't remember them ever meeting face to face um in a past episode. Maybe he just knows his name is Chikai. Maybe, maybe that's that could be. Maybe. Anyway, uh, getting back to the actual episode, something else that happens in this um, is we see Kepi and Azuma Sarah again uh, colluding against the otters in a very hysterical way. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> The whole freezing, the freezing machine. So let's talk about the freezing machine. That was hysterical, um, because you see that it's like, oh, let's let's use this machine that'll freeze them in place, and then Kepi's all like uh, pushing in the buttons and everything, and then Azuma Sarah's like making some fucking like dinner or whatever shit, and she just throws a bunch of pepper on it, sneezes, kicks Kepi into the machine, and freezes Kepi. So Azuma fucking... Sara cooking and eating is so surreal, typical of the of this show. Doesn't it's not like it's out of nowhere. Very like traditional comedy where it's like, it's gag comedy basically. Yeah, yeah, it's just like oh let's just do this random thing. Um, but I really I really found it so funny that 
Azuma Sara's uh, sneeze was a dishu. Dishu. That was. I I really enjoyed that. Instead of Azu, it's dishu. Very funny. Um, and something that we actually found out in this whole process was that um, Ryo and Mabu and the Otter is it Otter Empire? Yeah. Whatever has captured dark keppy now we're not actually told what dark keppy is but i just judging from how it looks like what dark keppy is i'm assuming it's like an anti-keppy i don't know that caught me off guard i'm like when did we introduce a dark keppy like what the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> i i um, thought it was okay i thought it was the the silhouette of an otter the auto scientist mm-hmm. but i'm like but that's thought that was an otter not dark i I don't know (laughs) it was it was it was a little bit eh, like what's going on what are you doing (laughs) um but um so something else that happens obviously the jig is up with Inta after the last episode's leaking sequence and everyone knows that Inta was the one that was uh vandalizing the soccer spot and basically betraying the two of them the Toei and Kazuki um and so Inta is basically laying low throughout this entire episode not interacting with Toei or Kazuki um I but... like how uh I just wanted to say when Enta was on his date uh, in quotation marks with Chikai and then they um well well actually I guess this is moving on to the next thing so oh I, yeah so like um they get caught by police officers uh oh yeah yeah Rayo and Mabu and um oh no 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 okay before that I, I got confused like um one of Chikai's old Yakuza enemies finds them, and then mm-hmm. Chikai just kicks Enta towards the Yakuza in, and right runs in front off. of his sword. Yeah, and runs off by himself. I'm like, what a dick! It's like it's like he kicks him toward him. Like, feed, don't fail me now. I'm like, okay, I had a somewhat favorable um, opinion of like what's his face of chikai because all that we've seen him doing is so far is doing and selling drugs which i'm like okay i can accept that um torturing people but not killing them i'm like sometimes you have to get your hands dirty to get the goods in the right hands you know like i can accept that (laughs) and covering for his brother when his brother shot the other guy which i'm like okay i thought he was like he was, like, forced into the criminal world. Like, he's a good person mm-hmm. on the inside, but he was forced to, into being a criminal because of his circumstances. But now, I'm like, you're just a shitty guy. Like, what are you doing? You know that Enta is your little brother's friend, and you're just going to throw him at this, like, crazy man with a katana? Are you kidding me? Okay, so I, my opinion of Chikai had, has gone down because, like, that was that was mean. Yeah. Um also, I mean, it kind of it kind of solidifies the fact at least to me that Chikai is kind of a coward. Like he does these things, he gets himself into trouble and then he tries to run away from it constantly. I guess so. I guess like you could say he's more like selfish. Yeah. I I guess I, you could call it a coward. He's certainly cowardly in that particular situation for sure. 
because he just throws some random guy that has nothing to do with this right in front of a fucking sword I, that was coming for him. But yeah, that definitely happened in the episode. We also find out that, that Mabu and Rayo have like these little otter pins they can flick on people to make them become Aww. like fools or something. Sure, why not? <laughs> that was interesting. I'm like, well, why didn't you just do this with the whole fucking police force? <laughs> well, that's a lot of pins. <laughs> that is a lot of pins. Maybe they only have one each. I don't know. Uh, um, but so, anyway, towards the end of this episode, we Into fi finds his way back to Kazuki. Uh, and Kazuki basically grabs him and says he doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. Yeah. Because I, uh, he feels betrayed by his, what I'm assuming was essentially his best friend. Kazuki is such an idiot. <laughs> Why can't you see what Enta is feeling? <laughs> uh, I I thought it was like Yo, the idea harsh, of cutting though. ties with someone. I mean, well, the, the... I mean, I can understand that you know, Kazuki doesn't. I don't understand why Kazuki doesn't understand Enta, but Kazuki doesn't understand why Enta stole the dishes. Um, so he's like, you just randomly stole the dishes, and now one of my close friends. Is like gone forever. So like you're a huge dick. I can understand that, but I I, I can't understand that at the same time. You know? Yeah. Um. I, I I can. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I can understand it. But if you just sit down and talk with him and fucking acknowledge the fact that he like, you know, um, confessed to you, you might get past all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even so if the uh, answer to Enta is no, at least it's out in the open and you acknowledge it. This is this is what you get for being a sloppy gay. Exactly. <laughs> no um, one likes a sloppy gay. Nope. And so what this ends up leading to, so Rayo and Mabu show up and they're gonna basically shoot Enza with their magic gun that has a fucking like yield sign on it or whatever not, shit. Um, uh, not a phallic metaphor. Not a phallic metaphor at all. Um, and they shoot into, and uh, it's well, actually, they were they were aiming for Kazuki, but Enta like stood in front of it and took the shot for himself. Well, obviously, this is Enta, he's like head over heels for this idiot. Mm hmm. But then, like, instant regret from Kazuki. <laughs> God, what an, like, what an idiot! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> If you just had some foresight, you maybe you shouldn't have been a dick to someone you care about, uh, Kazuki, and now you regret it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yep. And then you get to the you get to the end card and it's I want to connect but we'll never meet again and you're thinking, Oh shit, he's like legit dead. So like usually the end cards are um a good summation of what the characters feel. But this mm -hmm. end card is more like foreshadowing and not in a good way. Yeah. Not a good yeah. foreshadowing. No. Yeah, but no, that no, made no, no, that no. the the end card made that scene uh so much more uh intense. Yeah, because you think like, well, this is fucking permanent. Fuck. Yep. Well, and it's I, almost I like I didn't think it was permanent, but I well, well I was 50-50. I was on the fence. <laughs> you think like, well, this this story has taken a turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then that's 
just where it ends so we don't know what's happening with Enta is he dead is he gonna be brought back to life is there gonna be a MacGuffin that Kepi pulls out of his fucking ass to bring him back alive I don't know probably literally out his ass yeah well there's so many ass metaphors in this something will get pulled out of someone's ass eventually I'm pretty sure it already has been yeah (laughs) not wrong (laughs) and on that very pleasant note that is our review of episode eight of Sarah Zenmai. Thank you all for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you would like us to look into in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. And don't forget to tell us what you thought about episode 8 of Sarah's and My down below in the comments. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show. Alex. Yes? I have a secret I can't share with anyone. Oh, really? Find out next time. (laughs) 